Welcome back, welcome back. It's your host Apollo. We back, man. It's the hottest podcast out right now, man. You listening to Dead Ass Serious, man. Hey, I got a special guest with me today, man. Y'all wouldn't even believe it, man. Coming straight out of Tuscaloosa, man. You might have seen him in Memphis. You may have seen him in Richmond. You may have came across him in Miami. Also Daytona, Florida. He's been in Huntsville. He's been in Birmingham and also Tuscaloosa. He performed with DC Young Fly, the host Ricky Smiley. Steve Brown, Desi Banks, and all the his other alias is the Ant Man uh comedy. You know yes, what's going sir. on? What's going on, LP? How you doing? Uh, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm glad to be here, Dead Ass Serious Podcast, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yes, sir, man. It's been a minute. We've been trying to get you on here, but now we got you here starting off the year 2021. Yes, sir. So how everything been going, man? How was the trip up here? Man, it was it was smooth. It really was. I passed by a couple of 18 wheelers. You know what I'm saying? That turbulence on the road is a mug yeah. along with them regular streets. So I got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got here. <laughs> Most definitely, man. Uh, so we're going to go and kick this off for the folks, man. Uh, why don't you let the people know where you're from, man, for the folks that don't know? I am from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, born and raised, man, where legends are born. Okay, okay, then. <laughs> so there's a... Uh, Deontay Wilder down there, yeah. the heavyweight champion. The uh, well, the mm, the former. Former. Oh man. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, man. That's still my dog though. Yeah, I swear. Yeah. Buzz Bomber, boy, Bomb Squad all day Bomb long. Bomb Squad all people. day, man. Shout out Deontay Wilder, man. We yes, gotta sir. we gotta get that win back. Most oh, we definitely. gonna definitely get it back, man. Especially we can't go down like that. Fury lit them on his neck and stuff. I don't. Uh-uh. We don't play that. That's where Corona started, right there. He, that- was, <laughs> he was already sick. That's how I knew that was the end of the boxing match right there. When you lick me on my neck, uh-uh, it's, uh-uh take them gloves out, bro. I probably would have been weighing on him in the parking lot. Boy, what? After the, man, you know, I would be sitting on the hood of his car. Hey, right, so you want to lick niggas now. Oh, I swore, man. Oh. <laughs> I swore. So uh, to keep things rolling, man, uh, so let me know this right now. I know you're from Alabama, but you know in the South, man, coming from the South, is either two teams that you rep. Man, I know you coming out of Tuscaloosa, but I just got to ask to make sure. So let me know, man. You you Alabama or you are, man? What's going on? Man, I'm a road tide all day, bro. Road tide? All day. I all bleed crimson, bro. Okay, then. That's cool. Um, as you know, at the same time, man, you know, the game just came on not too long ago, and we seen that, man, uh, Alabama put a whooping on Ohio. Like, <sighs> Like a, what was the score? 52? 52, 24. 24. Oh, 28 my God. Point oh, my God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Shout out UA, man, for holding it down like that at the same time. Yes, sir. Them fools acted crazy afterward, though. They didn't flip the streets, and the corona was everywhere. They flipped the streets? Yeah, you ain't seen not a black soul out there, though. We knew what was going on. We yeah. acted accordingly. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. We could celebrate at the house drunk. Drunk. Ah, whatever. Facts. We at the house, though. <laughs> we at the right, man. Them white folks were crazy. Man, what they was doing, that Man. You, you was out? No, I was, what? I just said black folks acted accordingly. My ass was <laughs> at the house. You feel me? I was watching that from the TV. I was like, look at these white folks, boy. Just like the Capitol. We was all chilling. Right, right, right. That that was crazy. But I was at the house, man. They was in the, um my job, Publix. They was uh sitting on top of the signs, all in the trees and it was crazy, bro. Let me ask you this. So living in Tuscaloosa at the same time, I know it's like this ain't the first championship that's been won. So with that being said, man, what's the craziest thing you done seen like after a game Alabama done won? Shit, me waking up in front of the Waffle House. 
<laughs> Waking up in the Waffle House? Boy, I was not. I wasn't inside. I was outside I was, on the ground. Boy, I was drunk, drunk. I ain't. That was probably my last time. But I was still in, well, yeah, I was still in high school. Then, high school, so, yeah. yeah, man. Big high school story, man. Yeah. Then turned up. Highlight. Highlight. <laughs> That's cool, man. So we're going to keep it rolling. So uh, let me go ahead and ask you what got you into comedy? Man, um, I always been the person that loves and enjoys making people smile and laugh. And right. uh, my early years of college, I used to sit at the table around lunchtime or around the time it was having lunch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I would sit around and just jank people. Like, you coming to the table, you gonna sit down, you feeling froggy, go on here and you know jump out there and do whatever. Right. And it just got to a point where my homeboy uh, at the time he was like, "Hey, bro, you ever thought about doing comedy?" I was like, "Not for real." And right. so, you know, as the as the years progressed, I was like, bro, I might as well, you know, give it a little try. And so I went to um, the Stardome, Comedy Club Stardome in Hoover, okay. Alabama, and uh, took a shot at it. And it's been his- history ever since then. January 24, 2015 was the first time I ever performed on the stage. And from there, it's like, it's been up. You know? Oh, man. Shouts out to that, man. Oh, since up, man. You want to know what's funny about that? January 24th, that's my birthday, man. No. It's coming up in a couple of days. I think, what's the day? The 13th? 14th? Yeah, about Ten a week. days, man. Next Sunday, yeah, the 24th. Yes, sir. Shouts out to that big us, man. So how was the first show in Birmingham? Man, the first show was crazy. Uh, you know, my folks was there. Um, they had this little small room called the Broadway Room, mm-hmm. and that's basically where, you know, up-and-coming, inspiring comedians uh, do their thing or whatever, and they try to see if it's really for you. They only right. give you five minutes, so you go up there, and in five okay. minutes, you got to make an impression. So, I mean, back then when I first did it, I ain't know a hill of beans of comedy, you know, how to start, because it's all about originality. And when I first told it, like, I was telling stories, but I was still trying to, piece stuff together and stuff right. that I didn't seen around, you know, current events. Back then when I was telling jokes, I think that was back when that uh that girl was on there on Facebook talking about some uh POP hold it down. I mean, <laughs> that's when that I was around that. that time. So I, I had said that. a little joke, you know, pertaining to that. But it was it was dope. I I, I won that competition because it was a competition. Okay. I won that, then I got to the main stage, came in like third place, but the owner loved me so much. He started bringing me back and doing guest spots and stuff like that. So, so that was the first night. So, what it was like, you won third place the first night, or you won it the first night? Then you came back again. I, I came in second. It was two. They had two placements. I came in second the first night, okay. and then when I came in on the main stage, I came in third. So it was like, you know, I was like, man, I'm I'm very competitive. So I'm like, bro, I'm gonna keep going. But they was like, you can't compete no more because you and I already made it to the main stage. So it was mm. like. I had the opportunity to come back and open up for big names and stuff on the main stage. And then I wanted to come back to Tuscaloosa and show, you know, my craft. Right. And that's when I found out about Steve Brown's room at Archibald Woodrow's in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And he had Fun First Fridays. Every first Friday of the month, he'll have a show. He'll bring down some big headliners in town. And so from there, I started, you know, making my name known in the city, letting everybody know. Y'all know who I am when you see me in church or wherever from school, but now I'm a comedian. I'm trying to make a name from that. So Right. You had to create that presence to let them know you're trying to step outside the local presence. Most right. definitely. So, most definitely, yeah. So uh, I, I heard you mention say you were stepping outside the church. So you got a background in the church or around that way or anything? Man, grew up in the church. Everybody in my family was pretty much involved in church. Still is, you know what I'm saying? My great-grandma, 
She was the the elder, the first female elder of the church. Okay. The first female state elder. My grandma was the head usher, still the head usher. My mama, she a Sunday school teacher. My pops, he <laughs> almost head of security. He's the only ball head. No, I take that back. It's about <laughs> a few ball head security officers in there. But, yeah, it's everybody's involved. I'm on the soundboard. My sister on the soundboard. So we've been rocking since day one. You the know? whole fam in the church. Man, what? So it, it was kind of hard to make that transition from the church and only being known as that child that, you know, everybody know and love and right. could never do no wrong right. to you seeing me on stage, you know what I'm saying, telling jokes. Right. And so I had to make that transition because, bro, first year and a half doing comedy, it was no, nobody coming to my shows but family members and church members. Right. So I was like, I, I had to step out of my comfort zone. For that first year and a half, I was like, okay, all of my sets is going to be based off of how I feel like they want me to talk. Right. And that's not how you're supposed to start off. Be you. You can't be what you think other people want to see. Did that make you feel uncomfortable? Like starting off knowing like, I know what I want to talk about, but at the same time, I know who my audience is. So I'm going to try to cater to them. Like, did that kind of make you feel some type of way? Or? It did. Cause I didn't feel like I was elevating until I tapped into who I knew I was. Mm -hmm. Cause I was only doing so much to appease my folks. So I, it was like, you know what I'm saying? I know I can cuss. I, and folks that folks that knew me was like, bro, like, you need to drop a bomb. Like, you need to go ahead and release that. How you be janking and all this stuff in the streets? Like, you need to right, let it be known on stage. Yeah. And so, man, it was uh, 2016, February. It was Valentine's Day. I went to uh, the Gump, Montgomery, Alabama, mm -hmm. to a, a venue called My Place. And the, at first, when I got the call, they wanted me to be play Cupid. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, we need somebody that can play Cupid. And I said, bro, the, the vision I had of Cupid, I was like, bro, I'm not finna be in no damn diaper, walk around with an arrow with a heart on. He was like, no, no, you're going to be like a smooth Cupid. Like right. You're going to be dressed down, buttoned down with suspenders and stuff. I was like, okay, cool. Right. Then they found out I was a comedian, and they was like, okay, so we, gonna, we want you to do some time. Everybody on that show was cussing. Everybody. <laughs> it was a hood spot. It, yeah. And so everybody wasn't trying to hear all that clean you know, that clean comedy. I'm backstage pacing them back and forth. I'm like, bro, these folks is killing. And I'm backstage like, bro, I cannot go up here and just be bleeping out myself. Like, I'm used to saying butt and and all these, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of saying ass, I'm saying butt. So yeah. I'm like, bro, I go out here to this hood spot. And, and I'm saying, but they're going to be looking at me like, what the hell? But he fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, I came out there almost on a burning mat tip. I was like, hey, man, what the fuck going on? It was like, right. oh, okay. Right, right, and right. Man, I heard my mama took a deep breath in the crowd. And I, this, I was like, shit, I'm already out here now. Yeah. Might as well go ahead and break her off and let her know afterwards. So, shit, it's been history since then. How did that make you feel doing that? Like, did, 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 did they accept it or they were... Or is it any type of lashes, lash back, or anything like that? I ain't care. It don't matter. <laughs> exactly. It don't matter. Once I, hey, once I did it, it was like, hey, man, take it or leave it. Because I felt at that point, it was like so much pressure was taken off of me. It was like a, a release, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm already, I done took that step out there, you know right. what I'm saying? So you're going to have to take it because at the end of the day, this is not your career. This is mine. Right. So... However, I feel whatever I feel on my chest that I want to talk about, shit, I'm gonna bring it to the stage. And uh, I mean, either y'all can keep coming right. or y'all can stop coming. 
But either way, I'm not going to keep, you know, I'm not going to stop doing what I do. Right. So you want the true supporters who going to support you no matter what. You want to build that true foundation. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, you know, I didn't, along the way, I didn't seen a lot of people, you know, come and a lot of people go. And they didn't complain about, yeah, you trust too much now. Okay. So if that stops you from supporting me, then you wasn't a real supporter from the jump. So you feel me? So. Exactly, and in my opinion, I feel like this, man. Like, everybody go to the movies, man, and you got to look at it like this, man. Every movie ain't PG-13. You get what I mean? You you cut on the TV, the radio, you're going to hear a couple cuss words. So, man, it's just part of the society today now, righteously. Man, it is what it is. These cartoons and stuff that make this new millennium cartoons has brought out so much now. It's like, bro, the world ain't PG no more. Mm-hmm, like if right. you like you hearing kids like this new generation of children, yeah, bro, like it's crazy. So you for you to expect the world to be PG and you talking about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to keep it clean. I understand now. It's it's a way in comedy. If I get booked for a church event, I know to act accordingly. I already right. know go in and be as clean as possible. You know, right. I can't drop no f bomb. I can't say hell, fuck, damn, all that shit right. in church. So I respect that. But I know how to, you know, balance it out. Right. Because the hood crowd and the brain that shit. I know? was just finna say that because, man, you said you've been performing in the start on, man. I've been in nothing. Like, that. that's a real crowd, though. But let me tell you, I, once again, I don't give a damn. Yeah, yeah. Be, you know, <laughs> they, they used to restrict me when I first started. Like I said, I was scared. You know what I'm saying? And the owner, was he, he gave us a paper. And he was like, you can only say, you know, this, that, and the third. No racial slurs. No F-bombs, all that stuff. Like, you couldn't say it. But then when I started noticing the headliners was coming out there and they were telling, you know, fuck, damn, keep my head, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, why am I limited just because this is a headliner? Right. You feel me? If they laughing at what he's saying, but then I got to go out there and censor myself, then, you know what I'm saying, what really, you know, what we really doing for real? Right. So, man, I was, bro, I let them have it. And it is what it is, you know? Right, right. So, I... So after that, everything else been good with that? Oh, yeah, man. I've been, like I said, I've been doing it almost. It'll be six years on the 24th, so. Six years. Yes, Big sir. up to that. Congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah, man. It'll be six years, six long years because, you know, it, it really be, it, you have to have patience when it comes down to comedy because it, it's, it's an up and down type thing. It's sometimes where you have low moments where you ain't really getting booked for real. And right. you, it's, it's almost like you get in your own head and be like, bro, like, is this really for me, am I really funny or, or am I just, you know, living room funny? Like, you can right. you can have a conversation in the living room, have everybody in tears, but you get your ass up there on stage and it's just <laughs> a different story, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's crazy. Right. And uh, at the same time, so what is the grind like? Like, starting off, like, even right now to the day, like, for people who don't know that that's inspiring, is just say they're sitting at home today right now, like, hey, a lot of people tell me I'm funny. People laugh at my videos. What would you tell them, the people who is inspiring to be a comedian right now? You got to be built for it. If you're going to do it, you got to take it serious. You know what I'm saying? It's comedy is just like any other craft out there. If you want to be a ball player, you got you can't just sit at home and be like, shit, I can shoot a ball, I can dribble. It's all about fundamentals. You got to learn your fundamentals in order to be able to, you know, maneuver on the yes, court. Sir. So shit is the same thing with comedy. Like, if you think you're funny... You got to look. You got to do your research. You feel me? You got to look and see the highs and the lows. What you got to do? How you work a stage? It's it's, it's a workout, bro. Right. 
So do it work out for everybody the same exact way? Or, or like, what does it take to blow up or to know, like, I'm a good comedian? Man, it does not work out for everybody. Everybody has a different path. Um, what I will say is the same path that everybody needs to take as far as that goes is open mics. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're funny in front of your family and stuff. Hit some of these, you know, these chicklet circuits, like these little holes in the walls. Hit some of them areas, bro, and see if you're really funny outside of your folks. Right. I had to tell my folks to stop coming so that I can figure out whether I was really funny. Right. Like, I'm funny around my friends. I'm funny around my family. But am I funny around folks that don't know a hill of beans or who the hell I am? Right. If I can make them laugh, shit, I, I'm, I'm good. You feel right. me? So it, it, it's all about what you built for. If you really want that, because you're going to bomb. Every comedian that I know successful or on their way, they have bombed. Here, Kevin Hart bomb. And he'll tell you. What that bomb was like. Boy, if you want to get in the, if you can get into detail, what was your bomb, your first bomb like? Boy, that shit was horrible. You hear me? <laughs> and it yeah. was a hood spot. It yeah. was like shit, nigga. Like they, these, they just boot like they, oh, they booed you, or it was more of a they just weren't reacting. Cause I know it's different types. You know what I mean? Like it's different types. Some people just look at you or they might not react to how you want or it's it's all about confidence. Like when you have a when you have a joke that you know is hitting at certain places, like you know that's one one of your best punchlines and you hit them niggas and they just look at you and be like, mm. I'd be like, shit, boy, that was a <laughs> <laughs> nigga, that was my best work and y'all niggas ain't chuckle boy. Yeah. boy, I was like, shit. And and once you once you lose that level of confidence after that punchline that didn't go over, right. now you rather cause you done stumped. Now you gotta, you know, plant your feet and try to catch your balance. But shit, if you can't bounce back, boy, they don't kill you. I'm boy. It's a uh shit. It's a um it's a spot in Auburn that I went to. I forgot what it was, but them niggas was not playing. They let me know. Like yeah. you you need some work. Like yeah. it was like my between my first and second year in, bro, and, and I realized that sometimes when you do shows, it's not even about coming at jokes that are materialized that you that you worked on. Sometimes it's you know, it's about freestyle. Right. Folks love to see you freestyle just off the top of the dome. And do they, is that what they call impromptu? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, freestyle. That improv okay, okay. shit, that, that freestyle shit. You come in the room and you observe the room. That's why I like to get, come to a venue early so I can peep out, you know, what's going on, what's really going down, how everybody operates. And you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the wall, looking at the door, looking at how they got, you know, the venue decorated, looking right. at certain people that's walking in, who the owner is, what they look like. And I'm going off of that. So if my material don't hit, oh, I'm finna start freestyling and looking around and looking at, you know, all the stuff that's in the venue. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. And one thing I do notice, man, speaking of that, like doing it around, uh, I, I go to a lot of comedy shows. I like to go to the comedy scene. And uh, I done seen, like, for example, like I'm an observer. DC Young Fly, I notice he do that a lot. When he come out, like, he gonna come straight to the crowd. Like, he gonna come right out there to the front. Like, who in the crowd? Let me see. What you doing? What's going on? And in my opinion, just sitting back from the back, that seemed like a good way to just get the crowd engaged. Like, in my opinion, like, I feel like being a comedian, you want to keep the crowd engaged. And, and knowing me having my own crowds, I understand that. A lot of people have short attention spans. So what? when it comes yeah. to that, so I know comedy, like, if you ain't, you got to be hearing them back to back to back to back. So what was one of your longest sets like? Man, um, I got booked. 
I want to say I got booked like a little chicken circuit in Birmingham. And he was like, yeah, bro, I want you to headline. And I was like, cool. And he was, I was like, so how long you want me to go? He was like, shit, I want you to do about 25, 30. I said, yeah. shit, 25, 30? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the first time somebody ever just gave me a duration to perform. And, and hearing the number versus being up on stage and actually doing that, it's a difference. You can right. hear 25, 30 minutes. You be like, shit, that's a whole sitcom like that. That's right. a whole episode right? without commercials. Right. Like, you just up there. Ain't no, right. we gonna be right back. You ain't finna watch no piece of commercial or nothing. You just up there talking. And but when you when you going and you killing 25, 30 minutes ain't shit. But when you bombing, hell, five minutes is a long time. ass time, boy. Yeah. yeah, so you gotta it's, it's like you gotta automatically jump out there and demand the crowd's attention. If you don't get their attention early, oh you screwed halfway through. Right. You might as well chomp that up to the game, bro. Right, you gotta do that. Yes, sir. And I see like some of the great speaking of that, like so who was some of your comedy influences? Like, who you looked up to or who you thought was fun? Man, uh, honestly, out the gate, man, uh, Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley, Out the out. gate, Ricky Smiley. I finally got a chance to meet him back in, like, uh, 2018. Uh, he was doing karaoke at, at the Comedy Club Start on in Hoover, and he does it every Monday. And so I got a chance to go up there and do my thing, and it was like that was a blessing in itself because I had always wanted to meet him. And right. to get the opportunity to meet him and be like, damn, he done shook my hand, he done gave me some advice, and, you know, these folks love me. Like, I still share the video to this day where I took just five minutes of being on stage. Right. And that's one of my influences. Uh, Arnez J, one of my influences. Kevin Hart, I enjoy Kevin Hart. A lot of folks, you know, they say, they say what they say about Kevin. Right. But I like his business mindset, no matter what. They say about this man, he's still doing him. You feel right. me? You can say what you want, but that man is making billions, bro. Right. Billions. I just seen one of his stand-ups he got on uh, Netflix. I just checked out another righteously, man. He said it on there. I feel like one thing about Kevin, he brutally honest. He going to tell you. And, like, one of the people, uh, he, I put it like this. On the show, he was talking about he had a conversation with some of his friends, and they was like, oh, you doing another stand-up? Like, what is going to be about? You still going to talk about your family and kids? And he like, that's all I got. What else the, what else the fuck am I going to talk about? Right, right. So, and one thing about that, for me, what I, I respect Kevin Hart is because he's still grinding. Like, he ain't switch it up, and he's still using the same method that he got hot off of if you get what i mean like uh, he doing different. the same thing the same content the same mannerism like and it worked for him yeah i mean shit he titled the zero fucks given now rightfully if i come out the gate and i say zero fucks given yeah. i'm expecting i'm pretty sure people expecting me to just go hard like right. no restrictions just going off the rip. Right. But, you know, that's his MO, his family. That's what he has. That's what he's going to talk about. It's, it's Like I said, it's, it's originality. It's, right. it's more so you introducing the world of who you are, letting them know what you do on a regular basis, how your life operates, what you go through in life, letting people know that you're not, you know, invincible. You do have, you go through the same shit other people around here go through. 
yes, you're a celebrity, but you're still a human at the end of the day. And right. that's why, you know, hey, folks say the same shit about me. And I ain't even got to a Kevin Hart status yet. <laughs> so, and I appreciate them folks, you know, shitting on me because, hell, when I get ready to take that dump on their ass, I don't want to hear their mind. You feel me? But, I mean, shit, I'm short. Sure, there ain't no surprise, but I talk about the shit. And the yeah. shit is funny. Yeah. But then at the same time, that ain't all I'm going to talk about. I'm going to relate the shit that I done went through in life that has nothing to do with my heart. You feel me? Right. I talk about women. I talk about sex. I answer all the questions that I feel like people are, are interested in knowing. So when you having a set, like, so what is the structure? Like, how do you know, like, what the structure going to be? Like, how I'm going to set this up, do this? Or, like, what's that process like? I kind of have the base. Like, I have my starting point. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, once I start, I just go from there. Because I tell everybody to have, always have you a five or ten minute set on standby. Okay. Just in case you pop up somewhere and they be like, bro, such and such ain't making and we need you to fill your spot since you're here. I bet. So right. it can be, like you said, improv. It can be freestyle. You go up there in five, ten minutes, you just bullshit around. But make sure it's funny. Make right. sure you find something. Know when to get the hell off stage right. if your shit ain't going. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? But it's, I mean, I done said so much stuff. It be some stuff that I be in freestyle and folks see me in the street. You remember when you said that joke about blah, blah, blah? Hell no, but I, hey, I'm glad <laughs> you enjoyed it. Man, right, they remember right, the shit, right. and they be like, damn, you remember that? Hell no, but yeah. I'm glad you loved it. Apparently, I said something that made your night, you know what I'm saying? But, hell, I done talked about everybody. So, what's something at all? I see you got a resume, man. You don't work with some of the greats. You ever been starstruck? Anybody you came across that just stopped you on your way? Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, that's Kevin Hart. Well, that's DC or... Let me tell you, I almost got close to seeing Kevin Hart, and I almost pissed all over myself. I was like, shit, man. <laughs> I was working um, a damn uh, job called EOG, Event Operation Group, and yeah. it was basically a little rinky-dink uh, security company. And um, they, he, Kevin Hart was doing Laugh at My Pain at the BJCC. I was trying my damnness yeah. to get to him. Nigga had came backstage, and what he was – his look, his his crew of the plastic cup boys. Right. I ran into them, and Spanking instead, them. yeah, and that's who yeah. I took a picture with. I took a picture with Spanky, and so I couldn't get to Kevin, but I was chopping it up with Spank, and he hit me on some, you know, he hit me on game, bro, because at the time I was just going by LP, right. And he was like, bro, let these folks know who the fuck you are. Right. If you can break down LP. Let them know who you are. Go by your name. He said, hell, his name wasn't. He said, my name ain't no damn spanking. He said, but that's what I go by. <laughs> and I was like, shit. So when he told me his real name, I was like, shit, I, I see why you go by spanking. But, Yo. I mean, I, every time I go on stage, bro, I tell him, you know, comedian Lamar LP pull Because a lot of folks kill me when they be like, what LP stand for? Little people, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, that's hey, initials. <laughs> that is Lamar Pullum, damn it. <laughs> but, you know, and, and my other 80s, like you said at the beginning, is the Ant-Man of Comedy. I was going to ask that where, where that came from. Man, look, if, if I'm into Marvel and shit like that, so yeah. Ant-Man, of course, he's a big nigga, but yeah. he can shrink and he yeah. can get bigger. Right. And, um, I mean, I can grow. A lot of folks don't know. I ain't growing like shit. I ain't going from three to six, but yeah. hell, I can grow. Like, right. I, I can, on my license, this shit say 4'1", so I'm 4'1 with some good shoes, shit. but nigga, I'm really 3'11". Yeah. But I feel like... I'm 311, but I got seven-foot jokes for the ass. You feel me? So a lot of folks, they try to shortchange me, but I, I will hit your ass like I'm one of these big <laughs> niggas that you looking on TV. You feel me? Like, I'm going to bring that heat. I'm a heavy hitter. Yeah. So that's just that's, that's how I bring my shit. You know, I'm Ant-Man of Comedy. You're going to put some respect on my name. You feel me? 
and I give you that, man, because I met you first before I seen you on the stage. And what I can say is, man, you a beast up there, man. Like, I really, I salute you even more and respect you even more since I seen how you rock with the mic on stage, man, because I know that ain't easy, man. Like, that's that's something real. Like, and you got to have heart to do something like that because I know a lot of people say they want to get into comedy now. And then another thing that I know is that, the long run, like some people get in, they'll last for about a, a year or two. And then, like you said, you've been rocking since, what, 2014, 15? 2015, yes, Yeah, sir. man, that's a good solid five, six years in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we still grinding. So I appreciate that, and I salute that. And oh, <clears throat> at the same time, so what's next for Lamar? Man, like I said, I'm, I'm not – Stopping the grind. Actually, tomorrow I got a show in downtown Inslee. So um, I'm going to go and rock that mic downtown in Inslee. Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, Shout out Inslee? Yeah, shout out to them niggas because I don't know where the fuck downtown Inslee is. Oh, I don't know. You said I that I thought about it in my head. Like, where's downtown? Boy, I didn't know Inslee <laughs> was big enough to have an uptown or downtown. I was like, shit, hey. Inslee is Inslee, nigga. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> just like saying downtown best my nigga. What? Man, <laughs> you go downtown, shit, you in Birmingham. <laughs> but hey man, look, it's just a blessing to keep being booked for shit. Man, it is a blessing, man. And doing the coronavirus, do you feel like the pandemic that helped you or like you feel like it helped? Uh it slowed a lot of shit down, you know what I'm saying? I had a lot of shit lined up during the summer. I had a blues and comedy show that got canceled. Um, I was supposed to be going out of town and Atlanta, that shit got canceled. Yep. And so it, it stopped a lot of shit, but it also gave me enough time to sit back and see what I wasn't doing to right. push me to another level. Like, I feel like this quarantine helped a lot of people. Business mindsets, it made you sit back and see what you wasn't doing already prior to, and it allowed you to mold yourself and mold your craft and and once 2021, now you finna come out and hit niggas in the mouth. You feel me? Right. Shit, this shit right here, bro. Dead yeah, ass. Dead ass podcast, bro. We in here. First episode. First episode, dog. man. You already know that, man. Yes, Round of applause for that. Yes, sir. So you got to get in that mogul mindset. You feel me? It's all about that paper chase. And that's what it is, man. And we ain't stopping. And uh, I got another question before we get up out of here, man. If you could go back and tell yourself when you first started, some advice what would you tell yourself don't worry about the naysayers just do you just do you just do you be original and the ones that ain't for you separate the ones the fake for the real yeah the ones that's in your face matter because there's a lot of them niggas how you do that man bro you just gotta realize it's it's like it shows if people, I done had several people be like, yeah, hey, man, I'm coming to your show, man. You funny as hell. Yeah. Give me a ticket. And if I learned if they don't buy that ticket, then them niggas ain't coming. coming. Right. Them niggas ain't coming. Right. And, and then when you see them again, oh, shit, when your show is, God, kiss my ass. Yeah. Nigga, you knew where my show was. Yeah. And like, I did a show December 12th. The next day, I was in the damn A-Rap store. This woman came up to me, had titties out and everything. Yeah. Baby, oh, you funny as hell. I love you. Yeah. When your next show? God, my show was last night. I yeah. didn't see it on the book. That's because I blocked your stupid yeah. ass. That's why. I'm sick yeah. of your lies. Like, it's just shit like that. But, I mean, I still appreciate it because I, I actually be entertaining the bullshit. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I be entertaining. <laughs> I entertain the bullshit. I just want to see how far you going to take this conversation to let me realize that you ain't shit. You ain't real? shit. Yo. Yeah. Man. They'll do that to you, too. Because I know basically that like this. So, like, once they see you make your big break, you already know how they going to come. Man, most definitely. And that's not just, you know, uh, just regular folks. That's comedians, too. Yeah. They out here and... I learned over the years, but you got comments that only want to surround themselves around you to take from you mm-hmm. so that they can utilize what you're doing and Soak then and yeah, and do their own thing. So when they get on a bigger platform, they're not coming back and being like, yeah, we're going to fuck with Lamar because this is where we learn our shit from. They yeah. take over and they take off. And then when they shit fall flat, then they coming back to try to soak some more knowledge up. That right. shit did. Like, I, I, you know, I fuck with you from a distance, you feel right. me? But I learned my lesson the first time. Yeah. So you got anybody else who you ain't worried with that you would like to work with? Man, it's it's a whole bunch of people that I have yet to work with. Um, Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Definitely want to work with him. Uh, definitely want to work with Arnaz J. I want to actually go and do an actual show show with Ricky Smiley. Yeah. Um, I want to do one with Said the Entertainer and... I actually want to work with Carlos Miller. That man is a beast, bro. Yeah, Carlos a beast. Shout out 85 yeah, South Shore. Yes, sir. Like, yeah, them them boys doing damage, bro. Man, I was watching them when they were back in the basement at Steve Harvey. Uh, yeah. I want to say it's radio station or yeah, something like that's that. that's what they started. They started about the time you started. I that's think about started. 14, yes, 15. Yo. 15. They just had an episode about two weeks ago where they announced that they've been doing the shit five years strong. Five years, yeah. So 85 South started around the same time I started doing comedy. So shit. Yeah. That's his hey, up there. And then you say you work with DC Flyer, right? Hey, man, look, man. That man is one of the most humble people you can ever meet, bro. That man showed... Nothing but love. Like my first show I did with him was actually here in um Huntsville. in Huntsville, bro. He came fifteen and I think it was Club Forty Seven, some shit like that. Where they was um it was like a half and half. Like it almost looked like a skating ring on one side and a damn <laughs> ball on the other side. Cause when I came in, I was like, shit, I know damn well this ain't where we finna tell jokes at. Yeah, and shit, it was. <laughs> It was, and them niggas didn't promote shit, boy. It, it was like four folks up in that bitch, but they started coming as the as the show went on. But right. Yeah. But hey, man, that man showing love, and to this day, bro, like even when he he just sold out like eleven shows at the Stardome, bro, and you know I wasn't able to be on it, but he 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 dropped a lot of knowledge backstage, and he told me he said, "Dog, next time I come." you going to get some time on stage. The nigga bought me out on stage and told the yeah. folks that this is what I want to do, and I even appreciate that because right. a lot of folks going to be like, shit, last time DC was here, he bought the little nigga on stage. Right. So now next time the nigga come, the little nigga going to be telling jokes on stage. You feel me? Right. So it's just that 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 I appreciate that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So Because a lot of folks ain't going to do it. I done shared the stage with old heads that's been in the game 15, 20 years, and they want acknowledge shit. You won't, know what I'm saying? Won't even shake your yeah, hand. Yeah, man, what? Like, I, I ain't gonna name drop nobody, but I was dealing with a nigga, and he was an OG. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you know, hey, man, OG, you mind dropping some jewels on me? You know what I'm saying? Just to just to let me know what I need to do, what I need to work on. He he ain't even looked me in my face. He's like, hey, do your thing. 
I was like, shit, that's it. Damn, boy. He was like this. He said, do your thing, dog. I said, shit, okay. So I went up there, bust them niggas in the mouth 15 minutes straight. I came out, mad and they got me on live. Boy, this nigga is killing. Yeah. I said, do yeah. your thing, nigga. But then yeah. I, I ran into him in the strip club, boy. That nigga, I heard him from across the room. I know that little nigga. Yeah. He funny. I yeah. said, yeah. <laughs> That's all I need to know right now. But don't now. you love to hate at the same time, too? Oh, long? yeah. Most definitely. That motivates me to go harder, bro. It feel better when they dodge and then when you see him. Ooh, and they come correct. Tell me about it. They come correct. As soon as I heard his voice, and he said, that nigga is a comedian. You know, I saw them strippers coming down. I said, yeah. shit, I ain't got no more wars, but <laughs> hey. I can still shake this ass hey, no more. No. <laughs> hey, man. Oh. <laughs> All right, so what do people can follow you at? Man, up? look, man, follow me on Facebook, Lamar Pullum. That's my regular page. Last name, P-U-L-L-O-M. I got a fan page, comedian Lamar Pullum. Last name again, P-U-L-L-O-M is in money. You can follow me on Instagram, comedian underscore LP. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter, the same comedian underscore LP. Snapchat, Yabba Dabba Do, 91. Uh, let me see. Uh, OnlyFans page, Baby League. Uh, okay, then. It's $40 for subscription. I don't care if you go in there and subscribe or unsubscribe. You're going to see something that you're going to love. So go ahead and subscribe. Ladies. <laughs> ladies. Ladies. Yeah, you got to point that out. You got to point that 2021, out. you got to be specific. Ladies. Yes, sir. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's up, man. I appreciate you coming out, reaching out, rocking with me up here in the video, man. And you are watching Dead Ass Series. You got anything else you want to say to the folks, man? Man. Like I said, I just appreciate you having me, dog. Um, it's it's an honor for me to be the first guest on the podcast, man. I appreciate that all the love. Like I said, as soon as I walked in, it was almost like I was starstruck. I was like, boy, y'all done treated me. Yeah. Y'all got the backdrop, got the table, got the mug with no water in it. Boy, oh, we is doing the damn man. thing. We trying to do it big over here, man. man. We, we, we coming out strong, man. We coming heavy this year, 2021. We coming strong, man. And hopefully we can get you back on here sooner than later. Oh, man, shit, you got my contact now. So, you know, anytime you be like, shit, you know, pull up. Shit, I pull up, bro. Like I said, I, I, I honestly don't. I want to be. On multiple episodes on this month before the season yeah. is out, I want to be on another episode. Another episode. So this is what we're gonna you. do, man. You need to bring somebody with you next time you come back. Bye. I got <laughs> I got the perfect person. I got my partner from Birmingham. Okay. His name is Scoot Lamar. Scoot so, Lamar. Yeah. So that's my dog, man. Me and him, we met about four five months ago, and. It's, it's good when you meet somebody that got the same passion as you mm -hmm. and y'all push each other to the limits that you never thought you could reach. Right. And you see the potential in folks. And it's like, man, me and him, we'll, we'll sit down after we'll perform somewhere and we'll be like, damn, bro, you did this shit and that kill. But I know something that you throw in there to make that shit better. May even and better. Yeah, it's, it's like he's my brother. So it's like I definitely, if we come back, bro, when you out, when y'all bring me back, I ain't no ill. When y'all bring, bring me back, back. I'ma bring my, so, my boy with me. So you know what I'm saying? We can cut up my clown on Lamar, was he at the last show I came to? He was. Okay. He was he was the dude with the denim jacket with the Raiders hat. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember yes, him. Sir. I remember the solid dude. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he sir. killed it too. He did. Yeah, Man, he went home. Turned up. He, he had to. His mama was in the crowd. That was oh, yeah, yeah, that was his that was his uh mom's first time seeing him perform. So that was a good feeling for him. He actually told me, he was like, bro, I appreciate you because that was my first show that I got booked and made money. Right. And it was the first show my mama came to. So I was like, shit, I'm just glad I was able to do that for him. Right, 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 right. 
Well, that's most definitely, man. That's that's it, man. I'm glad y'all got that, and we're going to get that going, man. And uh, this is Dead Ass Serious, man. We're going to wrap it up, man. Y'all follow Lamar LP, the Ant-Man, the comedy, man. This is your host, Apollo, Dead Ass Serious, and we out.